1: and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: Hello, and welcome to Wizards, Warriors, and Words, a fantasy writing advice podcast. I'm Jed Hearn, author of The Thunder Heist, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael R. Fletcher. Hey Dirk Ashton
1: I guess like I don't
0: know I'm Dirk
2: author of the Paternus Trilogy and last but not least
0: Rob.
3: Hi I'm Rob. You may know such books as uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh what have I written? Never Die there we
0: go Never Die. Fantastic and this is our 2020 in review episode so we're going to look back on the year that's been and also what we're planning for next year. So the first question is just what books did each of you guys release this year? Um, Rob, do you want to kick us off?
3: Ah, sure. Um, I released these books. The War Eternal Trilogy. Props and everything. So I I released uh, the War Eternal Trilogy, starting with Along the Razor's Edge, um, which is my uh, first person um, trilogy about a um, young woman as she becomes known as the corpse queen uh, and brings death and destruction to her enemies because she's a lovely lovely person (laughs) certainly not a raging bitch Uh, (laughs) (laughs) not at all um, yeah I, i released the full trilogy earlier this year
2: you did the rapid release uh, strategy, right?
3: I did I released book one in March, book two in April, and book three in May? So basically, all three books came out over the course of two months, um, sixty days, or whatever it was, and it was exhausting.
2: How long, uh, so, so? You had them all written before you released them. I'm thinking about doing that in a future project. Yeah,
3: I mean, I started. I, I wrote along the Razor's Edge at the back end of 2016. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I wrote, uh, book two, the lessons never learned twice in 2017, (laughs) terrible. Um, and then book three in 2018. Um, so I had them all written for, they were all finished, written and finished for well over a year before I even thought about publishing them. But you
2: were still releasing two books a year, even when you were doing that.
3: Uh, yes, yes, I was. Uh, I had a bit of a backlog built up because of the debacle I had with my uh, indie publisher, who shall not be mentioned. Mm. Um, so basically, I, I, I'd, I'd still been writing and they'd been delaying stuff. So I had a bit of a backlog built up, which is how I, I managed to do that. Um, but these days I've just sort of hammered it out. So I'm writing about two books a year. Uh, so I can then release two books a year. Sweet. Uh, which books did you have coming out this year?
2: I'm I'm more on the uh, one book every two years um, (laughs) level now, but uh, uh, the uh, this year was the release of the War of Gods. There it is. Oh, then it's over there. Mike's got it too. Uh, The third book in the Paternus trilogy
0: and by far the longest of the three. It It is pretty sick. (laughs) Rob is holding it up now. It's like. I don't know how you would compare that in size, but it's it's, it's you decent. could kill a zombie with this. You could kill a zombie with the size of this book. That is
3: accurate. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike, in what fact, books did you, you have could kill out you? Zombie Dirk with this. Because <laughs> Dirk has been a zombie. Yes. Still is.
1: Uh so this year I had two books out: uh, Blackstone Heart, which is the first book in the Obsidian Path trilogy. Uh, came out in some month, which I can't remember, and then in a different month, which I also can't remember. Uh, Ash and Bones, uh, the second book in the City of Sacrifice series, that came out too in 2020. So two books. I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty good with that.
3: I'm happy. Two books in two different series. I can't believe two you're writing yeah, yeah. two I different, different series at the same time.
1: I am so fucking dumb. It's got <laughs> to dumb. I am. <laughs> it's a terrible like.
3: Uh, I don't yeah. know how you keep track yeah it's,
0: it's
1: not
3: good <laughs> Uh you Jet?
0: And, yes yeah. for myself I've said two books out this year one of which was The Thunder Heist um, and the other one was Across the Broken Stars which is behind me on this bookshelf but it's a bit too far for me to reach it and grab it and show it up to the camera um, yeah so two books out this year this was sort of the first full year I had having published stuff my first book came out in September of 2019, so it was, uh, yeah, nice to like get some work out there after like eight years of writing with, you know, not much actual feedback on it from the general public and stuff. Um, next question, writing wise, what has been all of your proudest accomplishments this year? So, what's been your proudest writing accomplishment in
3: 2020? Surviving 2020. That's that's <laughs> an accomplishment, even if it's writing, it's just just surviving this year.
2: And I finished that big goddamn book, (laughs) that thing almost killed me. And having to wrap up all the loose threads and, and explain the things that had explained monster book. Like I said, it almost killed me. I mean, there was a point when I was editing, when I was seriously wondering if I really ever wanted to do this again, <laughs> but it's all good now. It's all good now. And I'm ready for the next project. But, uh, yeah. It's a weird feeling. That's, this is my first trilogy. It's, it's a weird feeling to actually know that it's done. So that's pretty cool.
0: How many words was the last Batertus book again? Was it 260,000? It's, so? it's 230,
2: about 235, um, 235,000. And, you know, and then, you know, uh, Bryce and Luke come out with their three hundred and fifteen thousand word books. So it's like
3: <laughs> to be honest, I've written a two hundred and thirty-odd thousand book and it is exhausting. You just you get start getting to the end and you're just like, Oh god, when will it
2: end?
0: Yeah. Then you have to edit all of that as well, and it but just, then, just you know, multiplies your proofreading.
2: Oh god, it just it just uh I could not believe how long it took me to to go through the editing process with that and I rewrite you know so I go through and fix a lot of the prose as I go it's more than just editing um and you know clarify some things add some things here based on reader's notes and stuff like that but uh I mean still none of us are getting close none of nobody's getting close to George R. R. Martin's aren't his Aren't game, some of the Game of Thrones book over 400,000 words, I think?
0: Yep, so I mean, some the of the material two stuff volumes stuff. as well, so 800,000. Yeah. Insane. It's insane. Yeah. Mike, what was your proudest writing accomplishment of
1: 2020? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think the one I had the most fun doing was uh, Norilska Groans, which will probably be out next year. Uh, I co-wrote it with uh, Clayton Snyder. Uh, author of uh, River, River of Thieves and The Obsidian Psalm, uh, which and is purely fucking—that's a mental book. Uh, Child uh, of so, Nod. Yeah. Uh, so, like that co-writing that—I mean, it started off as me being lazy and being like, "I wonder if I can trick somebody into writing half of <laughs> it," and he totally fell for it. Uh, but it was cool. It was really, a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun doing that.
0: Fantastic. He's a, okay. he's a, great, um, he's a great writer. Yeah. yeah, we got to get him on the podcast one time. We were very close to getting him on once, but we had some scheduling things that came up at the last minute. So hopefully in the future, we can revisit that. Um, yep. What was each of your most effective marketing tactics
3: for this last year?
0: Paid ads. Paid ads. Amazon or Facebook? <laughs> or
3: both? Yeah. Um, Facebook and Amazon ads, to be honest, has been my most successful tactic. Cost money, but you make money. Sweet. I mean, See, I, yeah, I, mean, I
1: don't advertise at all. No Amazon, no Facebook. Um, so for me, marketing is basically being drunk and weird on social media. Um, it's expensive, <laughs> uh, but you know, I take one for the team. That's it. Uh, but that's it. I just I, I goof off, and people buy books. <laughs> I'm not sure how that works. I don't even know why.
2: I know a lot I hear a puppy. I know a lot of people. Sorry, can
3: you hear that? Uh, no. her. Bring her uh, in. in her Bring Does her in. Everybody knows she's there.
2: Okay. Um uh I I I I know a lot of authors who do extremely well just by advertising and they just aren't really on social media and they do far better than I do in sales with their books. Um, a lot of it has to do with genre and timing and, and things like that. Um, and maybe they're written better, but, uh, they, uh, um, but I'm convinced that, that social media presence, presence in groups has been 75 to 90% uh uh accounts for 75 to 90 percent of the awareness of my books which translates to sales um in my case um partially because they're very odd books uh genre wise and the and the way they're written um but uh yeah it it is definitely definitely worked for me
3: i always think there's the sort of like there are two sides of of the, the market of, of readership. You get the ones who you will reach with critical acclaim, which are things like blogs and, and social media and, and the like, um, and, and, the, those, and you will reach the people who, who follow the blogs, who are on social media following authors and uh, participating in groups. But then you have the other side of the readership who you will probably only ever reach with ads. Um, basically, um, yeah. because they're not they, they don't join the, the sort of like the, the reader groups or on, on social media or follow any critical blogs or anything. Um, so I, the, I, I personally the, think the, the nice uh, combo of the two methods yeah. works quite well.
2: Yep. And, you know, uh, I mean, people ask me what my strategy has been. How did I do it? And and I just have to say SPFBO um <laughs> yeah. being a finalist and placing 3rd in the SPFBO a few years ago i i am absolutely convinced it's the only reason that anyone has ever heard of of me and my books um to this day uh, i don't think that i would have had anywhere near the the meager amount of success that i've had um without that so
3: I don't I know. I, I think your your method of getting me to read your book was quite good. you in a con, and you basically just hit me with a book and went, "Read it, signed <laughs> it, now read it." <laughs> yeah. And also, um, I bought him,
2: I, I bought him a beer and said, "Read my book."
0: Pretty persuasive, <laughs> pretty persuasive. I'm sensing a theme here in uh, Dirk and Mike's marketing approaches. Both involve copious amounts of alcohol. Very clever tactics.
2: Well, well, I don't i Don't I don't consume it myself, but I have no prob- problem supplying it to others.
0: <laughs> That's it. And um, SPF, F- SPFBO, if you're not familiar with that, <laughs> it's a bit of a tongue twister, is the self publishing fantasy book off, which is run by Mark Lawrence. It's a competition where 300 odd authors off. enter their books, and there's one winner, and it's really good for publicity and everything. So, if you're not familiar with that. Definitely check it out.
3: I like the way Dirk corrected you by saying blog off, but it made you sound like an insult, like blog off,
1: (laughs) blog (laughs) off.
0: Wait, is it blog off? I thought it was blog off. off. No. Well, that's why you're the winner and I didn't make it into the semifinals.
2: I only took third. I got my ass kicked by Phil Tucker and Jonathan French.
0: Nah. I'm lucky. Still top 1%. (laughs) Can't complain. I won.
3: Um,
2: I won. you won.
3: What's that? He won,
0: wa- ah!
2: What's, what's Rob Holden?
3: This, this is my Spitfire Award. Oh no, nice.
2: is one.
0: that the, the Elder Wand or something? Yeah, he won the I've year after I, he won the year after. I've
3: not read or watched Harry Potter, so I don't know what it is, but it's, it's a one. You haven't read Harry Potter? But look, look, it's even, it's even got a like little sign by Lawrence.
0: That's pretty cool. Ooh, very
1: nice. But the, yeah. the, the bigger
0: question here, Rob, is how have you never read Harry Potter?
1: That's insane. What? Who? Has anyone here read Harry Potter? Yes, so really of course. Oh my god, dude. Ah, uh, disgusting. Of course I've read, read Harry Potter. No, god.
3: I mean, oh, come god. on Jed, you didn't know what fifth element was. You're the last person <laughs> to start from, <laughs> Yeah, that's true, but
0: and, uh, I'm shocked you haven't read Harry Potter. It's like the most successful fantasy series of all
1: time. It it, it came out after we were already old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I still
2: still loved it. There were a few books in the middle where Harry became a whiny teenager and all the I'm not telling Dumbledore and Dumbledore's not telling me and sitting there with their arms crossed looking around in the rooms and Harry whining I honestly wanted to throw my throat couple of those books through the window a couple times but i powered through and i really enjoyed them
0: yeah i love them and i, I love that she killed, series i
2: love i love that she killed almost everyone off at the end
0: spoiler <laughs> yeah pretty much sorry rob and mike but let's okay. face it you yeah, weren't it's... gonna read it anyway so now
3: there was zero <laughs> chance of that I, occasionally think about watching them but i'm like <sighs> uh, i i would definitely read them
2: <laughs> yeah no the books the the movies are very good
0: all right next question is I what have is the oh sorry what's up
2: i have them all all the movies and all the books yep
0: i think i've got all of them vhs just behind me here i think yeah. it's not going to make any sense to people who are listening but i'm pointing to the bookshelf behind it <laughs> um <laughs> I do that it all the time i, I keep forgetting to people
1: that. with video yeah.
0: yeah true it is pretty blurry and, and small in the background um what is the most useful writing lessons that each of you have learned in this last year?
1: You know, for me, I think it was when shit gets really bad and when things get really tough, instead of getting down on yourself, Keep writing. Uh, just no. Okay. Well, no, that's actually not what I did. I fucked off. Yeah. I, I stopped. It was like, ah, everything sucks. Everything I wrote sucked. I hated everything I couldn't read. Uh, so I like, I watched movies and just gave myself permission not to, uh, to, to not write for a while. Cause
3: take some time off. Yeah. yeah. Fucking the, there and were a couple of
1: months there where it was blue goats. And he still released two books. Still released two books. I'm a fucking machine. <laughs> I heard a book in three months though, so.
2: No, I, I, I said, that's not the kind of machine I heard you were. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all righty
0: so that's interesting you, you you said that your biggest lesson is actually like learning how to take that break and refill that creative well i guess so that then you can come back to it that's interesting
1: no that's that's not what i said at all isn't it
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but
1: you actually made it sound smart and like like something that would that would probably work that'd be a good idea i was plagued with guilt the entire time i wasn't working it was fucking terrible yeah yeah
3: i think uh, i think my best one is just to learn to go with it. If you get a good idea, like I mean, I had uh, it was I think it was June or something this year, and I just sort of finished releasing the War Eternal trilogy, and I was feeling pretty burned out from just getting it ready to go and releasing and all that. And then I just had this really weird idea of this, this story, which was like half horror half fantasy a mix between aliens and band of brothers and uh mental really it was just bizarre and uh and I wrote it and uh turns out it's it's pretty pretty good uh (laughs) um it's with my agent now uh and it was just it was just an idea that popped into my head and I was feeling just really burned out couldn't really concentrate on the, the the book I was supposed to be writing so I just pushed that one to the side and just wrote this new idea um and it was it was fresh in my mind at the time and it was exciting and yeah uh go go with the idea that you have if you've got a really strong idea go with it write it you know you're allowed to take a break even if you're in the middle of writing another book or another trilogy or whatever you can take a break and write whatever is Fresh and exciting, and, and and is in the front of your head and needs to be written. Was that Guns think, of the Twelfth? Yeah, that was Guns of the Twelfth. Yes, awesome. I'm Good luck that. with that. Thank you. Yeah. Hopefully, I, hope, uh, I a, hope it goes a year or two. It's it's my uh, my plague novel, um, <laughs> being that it was written in 2020 when we're all <laughs> plague, suffering from the plague. Uh so it's it's. It, it takes a little bit of the doom that we've all been feeling and puts into words. Interesting.
2: I um I think the the biggest thing that I finally learned and finally got through my head um, when I was finishing that book and after it was out was to trust myself. Um, trust that my ideas aren't shit. That my writing isn't entirely shit uh, and that it's okay to just keep writing um because it will be okay uh you know because constantly it's just you know we all do it i was constantly is, is this working have i put this reveal in the right place is the timing right is there any emotional impact with this pacing or the way i've done this um I, uh, cause I'm just, you know, even though I've outlined stuff, you never real. I never really know when the right place is to do something, reveal something, say something, bring something up, um, wrap something up, um, until I'm writing it, uh, because the dialogue, uh, and the emotion and say, and, and I've learned to trust myself, trust my instinct that, okay, this, if this feels right, that I'm probably right. That it is okay to put it here. It is okay to do this to write this. That yes, this scene is important. That that this decision of how to portray, you know, the creator gods or whatever, and where to place them and how, is is okay. Um, that that that. Even if some people don't like it, other people's will love it, and I like it. So uh, that was a big deal to me. I mean, I still have those issues, but 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 knowing that that I might actually be okay at this, um, so just just keep going um, has helped. Has just been amazing.
0: Actually, it's been it's been, and it looks like I might did I cut out again. You did a little bit, but I think it pretty much all got across what you were saying. Okay. So it was strategically timed. Yeah. I think for me, like my biggest writing lesson this year was similar to your point, Dirk, about trusting myself more and realizing that I was able to, you know, be a bit more capable of producing bigger word counts than I thought I was perhaps um, had the capacity for and everything. Um, I, I keep like an Excel spreadsheet that sort of tracks all of my daily word counts and time spent writing and everything. And I had about a 50% improvement in the word counts this year compared to last year. So even though I was way busier, I think with work and the day job outside of writing, I was really happy with the fact that I was able to carve out like more time to write amongst all of that. And hopefully that can only continue to improve next year. Um, And hopefully I I don't spend the first three months of the year writing a book that I'm convinced I'm going to publish in the middle of the year, only to realize, hang on, this needs a couple more years to like just date before i get to that point but good to have it in the back pocket anyway um all right on to books we've read so the question here is what are your what is your number one book that you read in 2020
2: ooh that's so hard, hard one.
1: Number one i can't pick one cool you can have a you can I have i can i only read 3 books this year the, <laughs> I, two of two of them oh. are adrian tchaikovsky and yeah. this is the best science fiction that I have read in a long time. And yeah. uh, two stunning
0: books. You're talking about okay. Children of Time and Children of Ruin? Yep. Yep.
3: Like, Children of Ruin is my blown. book as well. <laughs> That's the one that was Absolutely. my book. Always... And also, we, we had Adrian on the show. We did. Three times. Oh, people should go back. Well, and watch well, You know, Rob.
0: Thank you for the cross-promotion, Rob. <laughs> yeah, those episodes with Adrian were amazing, especially after, yeah, like, as with you, Fletch, like, Children of Time, I think, is easily the, my favourite book I've read this year, something that continues to, like, have ideas and scientific explorations and philosophy stuff that still I'm turning over in my head. And it was just, it just felt so innovative and unique. And Children of Rome was just as good, if not better. So, yeah, I, I thought that those books were amazing as well.
2: Oh, Man, it's tough. I'm just going to pick for Rob. The best book he read this year was War of Gods.
3: <laughs> um, and <laughs> <move>.
2: power
3: play. <laughs> no, no, uh, look, legit. I, I was actually going to name this as one of my top three books of the year. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow. I, I love it, mate. You you just, you tied everything up so nicely. It was epic as absolute fuck. Oh. Um, it was glorious. Unblushing. Thank it, you. It really tied like it tied the room together. It tied the, the trilogy together beautifully, man. You, it, oh, I loved it. Um, wow. It was one of my favorite books, and also one of the ones that I was looking forward to most. And yeah, you pulled it off. Well, uh,
2: thank you. That's a, that's a huge relief too. I still find it a huge relief when I hear people actually liked it.
3: I did, man. I, I thought it was brilliant. Um, so, yeah, I, I was going to pick three because I can never pick one. And yeah, that was I can't. Any
2: one of them. And th- this year is particularly hard for me because uh, the last few months of uh, I've always been good at, at keeping up with reviews and tracking on Goodreads what I read and when. and uh, And this year it's just gone to shit. Uh, I am so way behind in posting pictures of books that I've gotten and I've gotten a lot of books and I've actually read, I think, more books this year than I've read in a very long, long time um, uh, in, in a lot of previous years because I read every day just for an hour or two and I'm a slow reader but I have gotten through more books this year but I don't remember what I read this year <laughs> and what was the year before because I haven't been able to keep track um, Uh, I mean, I loved, uh, you know, Mike Carey's uh, Book of Coley, um, but I don't remember if I read that this year or the end of last year. Um, Abercrombie's new series, A Little Hatred. uh, I'm reading the second one now. Um, They are amazing, honestly. Um, But I can't remember when I read A Little Hatred. Was it the end of twenty? 19 was it in 2020 I just I, mean, I, I haven't tracked them. In your and, defense
3: though 2020 has been going on for five years now. I know <laughs> and it's
2: exactly preach um and I've read uh, uh, I mean I read I finally read The Cradle by Will White which I really enjoyed a lot um uh The Fall of the Phoenix by Daniel Kelly I was super surprised um it's kind of an alt historical Um, Fall of Troy, Roman, uh, uh, or Greek, Greek fantasy, um, alt history, kind of alt story that 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 I really, really enjoyed. Um, Boy, I mean, it's just I can't quite remember what I what I what I read
0: just (laughs) this year, you know. Yep, fair enough. Rob, what were the other books you were going to mention?
3: Uh, I've, I've got props. Hang on. Uh, Ooh, nice. so, Rob is prepared. The other ones I was going to uh, mention is there's uh, the the Jade uh, War by Fonda Lee. I, I'm I'm a bit like Dirk. I think I read Jade City, uh, the first book in the in the series, like last year, but I definitely read this one this year and uh, absolutely loved it. Like I've 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 rarely read a book where the characters felt so so real, like felt like actual people they were just there's something about the way that fonda lee writes where they just feel so damned real um and it also has such a weird unique setting where it's kind of like almost 1950s uh but with the sort of technology but then it's very sort of asian influenced um setting as well uh it's it's crazy it's like godfather with superpowers brilliant um (laughs) Another one I was actually going to mention is not this book in particular, this series, The Faithful and the Fallen by John Gwynn. I've read the entire quadrilogy, all four books of them uh, this year. And it was a weird one because like while I rated each book four stars individually uh, as a collective whole, I think the series has some of the best character development I have ever read in a series It is a true masterclass in in just character development and and following these characters throughout a journey uh, it was absolutely spectacular um so yeah i, I was going to mention that entire series and although i don't have a book i'm going to go for a fourth uh, i don't have a book of it because i listened to it an audiobook i also want to mention uh harrow the ninth because i fucking love that series uh tom zimmer's uh Locked tomb series there's so much character and personality in those books I, I absolutely love them and I listened to the second one this year and it was brilliant so yeah that's my splurging of just random books that I read that I loved I, I, I could talk about all of them so long but I won't so you yeah. know over to you Jed what did you read fantastic yeah
0: I think definitely for me the number one was Children of Time by Adrian Tchaikovsky it was just so yeah. So innovative, like unlike any science fiction that I can recall ever reading. And yeah, it just truly felt like something new. Other um, books that I really enjoyed, uh, I'd have to say probably Guards, Guards by Terry Pratchett, which is the eighth book in the Discworld series. Um, it's kind of, it masquerades as this like very funny comedic fantasy, but then it actually like gets under your skin and makes some really profound observations about humanity and how That's power corrupts and everything. Yeah, Yeah. it's just it's great. I
3: love
2: how Cratchit can
0: do that.
3: Yeah, Yeah. I've actually only read one of his books. I read the uh, was it the Postal Service, Going Postal. Going Postal. That's it. Um, And uh, yeah, it was absolutely amazing. I'm just I don't really get on with comedy uh, in in books so much, but yeah, there was there was was something about that one where the, the little social commentary that's hidden throughout. It was oh yeah yeah he's bizarrely on point such a genius like with his
0: satirization and to think the fact that yeah these books came out you know 40 years ago or whatever but they're still extremely relevant unfortunately in many cases yep um and then the other one and i'm not just saying this because rob was uh praising dirt squirt before but um i'd have to say the lessons never learned second book in your war eternal trilogy rob that was up there for me just like Everything about all that book. I had
3: book. to write twice because the first version was terrible. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah.
3: I think there's a, a
0: big correlation between the amount of pain an author goes through to write their book and how much I enjoy it. Um, <laughs> just makes me feel that uh, it's, it's worth all it. A lot of pain. All the pain. <laughs> yeah. No, I really enjoyed it because I think um, the, the first book I quite liked, but there were things with it where I was like, oh, you know, like maybe the pacing's a little bit slow for me in the first half or there's certain decisions I didn't like. But then with the second book, it was just, everything was to me like perfect. And it just paid off all of the setup from that first book perfectly. Um, and the way it ends as well, where you literally like basically end with one of the characters saying something really important,
3: but then stopping like after the first line yeah. of saying it. Um, Cliff, hang on. I literally stopped the book in conversation, halfway through yep. like uh, a conversation. Uh, yeah, Because uh, <laughs> when you release, when you do a rapid release, you can kind of get away with that.
0: Definitely, yeah. I mean, sometimes authors do that with books that are like 10 years between installments. So, you know,
3: <laughs> it well, you know, it always draws me back to, uh, you, you won't remember this Dirk, you too young, uh, not Dirk, uh, Jed, you too young. Um, re- always reminds me of uh, Star Trek, The Next Generation. Um, there's, I think it's the end of ser- series three where Picard gets assimilated and then that's it. That's the end of the series. And yep. like, you have to wait till the next season to come out to find out what happens. It was just such a cliffhanger that it's kind of like, yep. yes, if you can do a cliffhanger like that, you, you can do a cliffhanger anywhere. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure.
0: It definitely takes a lot of, uh, yeah, it, it, it does take a certain skill to be able to pull those off in a way that does make readers like that comfortable state of annoyance where they they really want to get the next volume, but they're not, you know, like pissed off as you, um, at, at you as an author. So yeah. Um, Final question to wrap up our 2020 review is What are each of you planning for next year in terms of book releases or other writing related projects?
3: Who's going first?
1: It's
2: a
3: I
1: secret. <laughs>
2: Everybody has a
1: secret. Uh, no, I okay. So for me, uh, a second obsidian path book, She Dreams in Blood. Is written that'll come out in April. Gonna time it for the end of uh, the SPFBO because maybe that makes marketing sense. Fuck, I don't know. Um, Norilska Groans, the co write with Clayton Snyder. Um, we're kind of we sent it to a couple of agents. If someone likes it, they'll shop it. If if no one sort of digs it, we'll uh we'll self publish it in 2021. And I'm also currently writing the very last City of Sacrifice book, which doesn't have a title, but I'm kind of calling The Enemy of Both Sides. Um, my plan is to have that done and released by late 2022, so I'll, I'll, there'll be three books with my name on them. Sweet. Fuck yeah, bitches.
3: <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh me i'm i'm i've got a year of mortal techniques so uh i'm releasing two new standalone books set in the mortal techniques techniques universe which is the universe that never die uh takes place in um the first one is pawns gambits coming on the 26th of january i'm gearing up to that release at the moment um and that one, it's its another standalone. They're, they're all standalones in the Mortal Techniques universe, so you can read it without having read Never Die. And uh, yeah, so there's that one coming, and then towards the end of the year is the uh, another one which I'm currently calling Spirits of Vengeance. Uh, and I'm hoping to release at the end of the year. It's a really long book, like I was intended to make it like 100,000 odd words, and it's already at 150. It's getting it's, up there. It's getting longer.
1: I'm yeah. quite
3: excited it's good. But anyway, yeah. So uh, 2021 for me is is the year of the mortal techniques. Awesome. Nice. And Pawn's Gambit has an yes. amazing
0: cover as well. So I'm very excited for that. Yes.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the Felix has already done the cover for Pawn's Gambit and it looks amazing. And at some point he's going to do the cover for book three. I, I, well, he hasn't agreed to it yet, but he will if I have to yeah. kidnap him and throw him money
1: at him. That usually works work
2: yeah work that's that's yeah that's one of my most anticipated releases of the year next year i love to never die and i've been hassling you to write that next one for
3: the only reason it exists people kept hassling me for a sequel i was like it's a standalone and they're like no no, give us more and we were like no but uh then like I, i i signed with my agent and he put a book out on like submission and i needed to distract myself so i wrote a sequel <laughs> and cool. it turns out uh people are liking it like early reviews have said it's better than never die which is just like uh. oh that's pretty oh, good. nice that's high
0: bar to me Damn. nice
3: no. i know it's scary
0: because yeah. oh. dirk what books nice. are you planning or projects yeah, there's, are, you, are you planning there's to some... work on next year dirk
2: do we are we talking to me now yes what projects are you planning then? for next year oh okay um, there's a, uh, uh, a sort of secret, but I guess not really. It just hasn't been announced yet. I actually have a, a three-year, three-book contract um, uh, I uh, with, um, uh, I won't say who yet. Um, I'm kind of co-writing it for, with someone. But I will say that it involves a nautical world and a nautical society. Uh, with dragon riders, um, uh, a magic, a mag military magic school, um, pseudo progression fantasy, and our main character is an outcast who rides a kraken.
3: You got but that sounds awesome. Dragon's coming <laughs> it does in, sound pretty it pretty sick.
2: I just want it to be. I want it to be. It's gonna, it's gonna be fun, super fast moving. Um, enjoyable read, fun, easy read is what I'm really going for with that. And that's going to be a blast. But I'm also going to pick away at the um, I've hinted and talked about a more straight urban fantasy Jim Butcher meets Jack Reacher kind of series of four to six books um, uh, that that takes place in the world of Paternus but um, ten years or twenty years prior to this, to the story in, in uh, the Paternus trilogy.
3: I want this. Uh, Write it.
2: I, I I I will. I will. <laughs> I will. But like, I couldn't, I couldn't turn down this other deal. It was just too. I, I couldn't turn down this other deal. It was too good a deal, and it's too fun of a story, and too cool of people to be working with. So I'm really really excited about that too.
0: That's awesome i definitely can't wait to read that that does sound like it will be a ton of fun as well thanks thanks i hope so fingers crossed (laughs) what are you releasing what are you doing well i've hopefully got a game that's coming out next year which is exciting so i've been working on an interactive fiction game for uh, a company called choice of games so these are basically purely text-based no graphics no sound effects and you basically like read a scene make a decision at the end of the scene and then that influences what happens next in the story so Like one of your kind of old choose your own adventure books and it's been really fun to write because it's forced me to think about story in such a different way Um, because you know the order of the scenes that the players go through is different for everyone so you've got to kind of make each scene meaningful within themselves but then you've also got to somehow build an overarching arc to the whole thing and it's basically a um, sort of like classic epic fantasy story where you're the ruler of a medieval city um, that has cool plant magic that is being attacked by uh, this horde of horse warriors. And you're under siege and you have to make decisions to try to stop your city from becoming overruled while also dealing with all of the fractitious internal politics and, and the people who wanna take over your throne and a whole bunch of other side quests in there as well. So I'm about um, 35% of the way through that so far. And yeah, hopefully, wow. I'm not sure when it's gonna come out. Um, but ideally I would say mid to maybe three quarters of the way through next year, depending on how long the editorial process takes. Um, and it's, it's going to be the longest thing I've written so far because I I do all the writing for it and all the coding for it as well. Um, and it's probably going to be about 200,000 words, which is
3: going to be quite a, uh, like a storyboard of like things where they connect to everything else or something.
0: Yeah, that's some authors do it that way. Um, they they make you go through like a fairly rigorous outlining process, which sort of covers a lot of that. Um, but yeah, I have I suppose more of that stuff just is in my head currently, so it's it a bit hard to keep track of it. But it, it is quite fun once you understand how all the coding and the principles work. Um, that has been pretty cool to to get my head around. And
2: I think track isn't it. isn't Ben Galley working on something kind of like that, Rob? I think he I think is. is. Yeah, he's. Oh, he's cool. Yeah. He's that. I think. Yeah. I'm not you should talk to, to Ben. Yeah, I'll have to yeah. hit him up. Yeah, that's Ben's awesome. Yeah, we need to get him on the show sometime.
3: Definitely. I, I, I actually, I spoke to him about it last time I did a podcast with him, and he said he'd definitely be up for it. So yeah, we can get yeah. Ben awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm
0: keen to have awesome. him on as well. Um, and then the other book so that, that will hopefully happen next year is the sequel to the Thunder Heist, Hunt the Fallen Sky, um, in which the main character. Kef, in book one, she's sort of this loner, vigilante, pirate person who tries to steal this device that uh, draws energy from lightning. And there's all these references to her old crew that she parted ways with. And in book two, she basically gets back with that thieving crew and has this cool. mission to go on. Um, so I've, I've already about a quarter of the way through that before I got the Choice of Games project. And then I sort of put it to the side to work on this game. But hopefully, the um, once I get the Choice of Games thing done, uh, I'll be able to get the sequel to that out, maybe like yeah, late next year. Um, so yeah, hopefully next year should have a game and a, another novel, which will be exciting.
2: Awesome. The uh, now, when you say when you say, uh, they're they're fending off a horde of horse warriors. Hmm. Are you talking about warriors who ride horses or horses
0: who are <laughs> like like half horses, half warriors? <laughs> they are, are warriors that, uh, well, that would be
2: <laughs> that would be centaurs. that yes. would be centaurs. <laughs> but you know,
0: <laughs> oh, maybe I
2: should change it to centaur warriors. Hmm. Do we do we have do we have time to ask just real quick? Um, what what are you guys really looking forward to next year? Like Great like question. what releases yeah. are you really excited about? I can't
3: even remember what's coming out in. Yeah, I think yeah, I was, Adrian
1: to... Tchaikovsky has a third book in the uh, Children of Time, Children of Ruin series.
0: Yeah. Children of Memory, I've read, right?
1: I've, I've read, I've seen a talk about that elsewhere. So, if, I mean, for me, that's probably it because I only read maybe two or three books a year. Yeah. It's the only one I'm aware of. Otherwise, I'm kind of head so far up my ass, I haven't a fucking clue what's going on. <laughs> I mean, the, the,
2: what reminded me of that was that, that Rob's next the sequel to Never Die is one of my definitely highest anticipated and Graham Austin King is writing a sequel finally writing the second book uh sequel to uh, The Lore of Prometh- Prometheus but,
3: which I I it was love. the second in the faithless universe wasn't
2: it and he's doing he's working on that too oh which, wow okay. which I'm which I'm really really looking forward to but I have to say that I'm super looking forward to the sequel to Laura Prometheus. Cause I could see that, honestly, I could see that being a 12 book series, just it's, it's urban fantasy kind of, but, but it's military fantasy too. So it's military urban fantasy. And it's just, it's just got a couple, a group of characters and a, and a franchise that I think just could explode. So I'm really, really excited, uh, to see that. I'm, I'm the, uh, the third book uh in um I never remember remember the name of series. Um Joe Abercrombie's next one, um, after Trouble with Peace. The Age of Madness um, trilogy. Yeah, that's see, yeah, I never remember the names. Never remember the names of the trilogy. What, what is it, the song of, of Ice, Ice and, and Fire, Fire or Fire and Ice? Or see, I never remember. Yeah. Um Harry Potter's Easy.
0: Uh, yeah it doesn't get um, much more straightforward than that does it
2: yeah but i never remember the rest of them um uh and super super high on the list way up there um scott odin's next one um filling out his grimnir trilogy um twilight of the gods i was blown away uh his book too gathering of ravens is good but and twilight of the gods is insane and everything that i hear that he's doing with with the third one just has me like salivating so um i'm sure there are others i'm not thinking of but but those really stand out right in my mind right now
3: i think for me i'm still working through like books from years ago i i, I struggle to Dang. read like books that are coming out this year or yeah. whatever i, I know I, i'm definitely looking forward to yeah. uh the third book in the um uh what's the title anyway uh, the 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 third uh Fonda Lee book the um, jade legacy i think that's coming out next year and that's mm-hmm. going to be a priority read for me um, oh uh
2: alicia wadstall burke's third book i think is coming out this year
3: um Ooh. Uh, the uh,
2: course of course
3: it's called the, oh, I can't remember what it's called. It's like the Coastal Saga or something
2: like that? So, something like Cordura that. Um, um,
3: Cordurac Saga. Coredic, Cord- Coredic Sagas. There you go. Goodreads to this rescue. <laughs>
2: yeah, the cor- Thanks, the Coredic Sagas. Yeah, yeah. And I, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that, too. Yeah, I love to Alicia
3: to watches this. Really sorry for murdering the pronunciation there.
2: Yeah, yeah. She's going to kick our asses.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and could probably.
3: Oh, definitely right.
2: Yeah. Just she's kinda, she's gonna be in your neck of the woods here pretty quick. A couple of months. Yeah, she's
3: moving to England uh, later this yep. year. No, next year. Oh she's yep. abandoning she's yeah. uh, Aussie, isn't she?
2: Yeah, she's leaving.
0: Oh abandoning us she's,
2: she's getting married. She's getting married. And uh they're, good. They're changing their names to uh, uh, it's going to be Graham Wanstall Burke Austin King and <laughs> Alicia Austin King Austin King Wanstall Burke. So I have that on official. Um,
0: That'll be nice uh, and easy to fit on the uh, spines of books. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a 40 letter surname. <laughs> what about you mike are you uh oh no wait you already answered what you're looking for i to, already uh, did that leave me alone damn it. <laughs> sorry yeah, i know we are congr- contractually obliged to only let you speak 100 words per episode so i apologize yeah. for trying to
3: withdraw <laughs> more <from laughs> he's, he's actually a cardboard cutout for 80 percent of the episodes. <laughs> yeah well he's uh jed, not only what, talking about
2: the stuff.
0: jed did you say what yours are kind of like rob i don't really Like I'm still catching up on so many books from ages past and everything. Um, like probably the only book I was really, really like hyped for this year was Rhythm of War, which I started reading and it's quite good. Um, for next year, yeah, definitely Porn's Gambit. The cover made me like salivate. It is amazing. Um, the typography on it is mint as well. Um, so definitely gonna get that. Legend between Felix and Sean, they make the best combo. Such a good combo um yeah so definitely keen for that and yep. just interested to see how rob you're gonna like make something that retains a lot of the spirit of never die while also being presumably about a different set of characters um and a totally you know different standalone story so that'll be interesting to see um what else is is coming out next year i'm not sure if uh, there's a third book in the black iron legacy by gareth Hanrahan uh coming out that next? is that next year, is that next year? I Maybe. think I think so. If it's next year, then yeah, I'm very keen for that because I really like that series. It's one of my favorite uh, ones going on at the moment. Just sort of this industrialized, aged, um, yeah, like gods and magic and alchemist and yeah, just all of these cool things all merged together. And then I've the actually got to get it's into... In May. Oh, it's coming out in May. Awesome. Okay, that's way sooner than I was expecting. Very happy to hear that. Um and then yeah, I gotta get into Abercrombie's uh, new trilogy because I'm a massive Abercrombie fan, but I'm still halfway through the audiobook of um what's uh oh what's the fifth one in the series? Um fifth yeah. one? no not the, no the sorry, movie. not the fifth one. Best of cold. cold. Best of cold. Uh, the fourth one yeah. in the series. About halfway through the audiobook for that. So um gotta finish that audiobook before I can get into the second trilogy. But yeah, very excited because it it seems to me like it's it's very much a sort of industrializing fantasy world and i love that kind of slightly more modern fantasy setting where there is technology that is you know as prevalent as the magic and if not more so um so yeah definitely that's probably one i'll i'll be getting into but yeah i don't really have any massively um anticipated new releases i suppose apart from those ones just want to read lots of books Doesn't matter when they come out awesome um do we have any other last closing thoughts before we wrap up this episode
2: merry christmas except by the time by the time this comes out it's probably going to be past. so (laughs) happy new year welcome to 2021
0: yes (laughs) yeah happy uh happy christmas for the past and uh happy new year for where will this come out actually let me Let me guess. I'm just
3: jinxing by saying, you know, Happy New Year 2021 is definitely going to be better than 2020.
0: (laughs) I was just going to, I was just thinking that earlier. I was like, do we say that it's going to be an improvement? (laughs) God, I hope so. Yep. Um, Yeah. Thank you also to all of our listeners for uh, making the first six months of this podcast a delight. It's been really cool getting your feedback and getting the questions in for our various Q and A episodes and just getting that engagement and everything. So hope you've enjoyed what is, I guess, the first season of Wizards Worries and Words. And uh, here's to. We get costume
3: changes in. for season two. <laughs> yeah. Why New don't? haircuts. New haircuts. We're coming back. Dirk's going to have like a perm. <laughs> I'm, I'm going, going to, to grow hair.
2: hair. <laughs> I'm going to grow hair for 2021.
0: That's your New Year's resolution. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Awesome. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap this one up. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening/slash watching. And we will see you in 2021. Bye, everybody. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Wizards, Warriors, and Words. We hope you learned something useful. We love hearing from our listeners. Our email is wizardswarriorswords at gmail.com, which you can also find in the show notes. I personally read and respond to every email. So feel free to let us know what you thought about this episode. We'd also love to hear your questions. Send in a question via that email, wizardswarriorswords at gmail.com, And we might even answer it on the show. If you haven't already, please subscribe and write a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps more people discover the show. Wizards, Warriors and Words is jointly hosted by Dirk Ashton, Michael R. Fletcher, Rob J. Hayes and Jed Hearn. Our music comes from Michael R. Fletcher and our artwork is by Felix Ortiz. Thank you again for listening. Now go and write extraordinary stories. We'll see you next time.
1: Acast anbefaler.
3: Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmannen. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor
1: det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt.
3: Vi er skidetræt af alle de der podcast, og forklarer meget nederen der.
0: Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af.
3: Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål.